Did you know that there are five childhood core wounds that possibly if you were raised with the opposite of respectful parenting, you have one or more of these five childhood core wounds, or you are healing from it, or you heal from them. And if you're not aware of them, that doesn't mean that you don't have them. And why is it important to know what childhood wounds do we have? Because we will unintentionally pass it down onto our kids if we are not aware of them, if we don't work to heal them. So that's going to be the podcast episode for today is going to be a podcast full of things. So buckle up, grab your favorite drink. If you are walking the dog, then walk them more because this is going to be a very rich, full episode where I'm going to walk you through each one of the five core childhood wounds. I'm going to talk about how they started the impact that now those wounds have in your parenting. And lastly, for each one of those core wounds, I'm going to point you towards the way to heal this core wound so you not intentionally pass it on to your children. Because if we, if we do so, it's not that we are intentionally wanting our kids to have these core wounds, I believe that the people who raised you, your caregivers, your parents, didn't intentionally do it either. But when we are not aware of our wounds, it's we're going to continue the cycle. So that's going to be this podcast episode. Now, if you say, Marcela, I've been listening to the Parenting with Understanding podcast for a while. I've been watching uh, Reels, TikToks. I've been on top of things of what HIC Parenting is doing. However, I feel that I have a lot of information in my head. And the application and the healing portion is, is something that I don't know what to do about it. So if you know that parenting podcasts and reels provide great information yet you have not seen the transformation i highly encourage you to consider parenting coaching parenting coaching is not to give you more info is not to give you tips and strategies that you already get online our parenting coaching program is a 14-week process where you work directly with your coach to unveil those patterns, to rewire the way that you relate to self, the way that you relate to your children, the way that your children relate to each other so you build a new family dynamic. If you are interested, all you have to do is open the description of this podcast episode and apply Fill out the information of the application, the questions. And at the end, if you do qualify for HIC Parenting Coaching, we will show you a place for you to book a free discovery call with a member of our admissions team. So you can hopefully join us in HIC Parenting Education. If you are watching us on YouTube, all you have to do is open the description of this episode on YouTube or go to apply.hicparenting.com. Okay, so let's start with this episode and I'm going to walk you through each one of the five 
core wounds. I'm Rachel and I'm Marcela and you're listening to the Parenting with Understanding podcast. We are parenting coaches who have helped millions of parents like you all over the world go from feeling isolated and hopeless, unable to break the cycle of permissive or punitive parenting to feeling confident in parenthood and connected to their children's needs. I remember when I started my parenting journey many years ago, it was 2012. I was not, I didn't have the twins by the time I was doing foster care. I was aspiring to do foster care. And I remember the day that I got the call from that social worker telling me that she was at the door waiting for me with a beautiful seven-year-old that was going to be in my house in foster care. I remember rushing to the house. I was running some errands. And when I came and I opened the car door, the first thing that I heard was, I don't want her. It was the seven-year-old saying, I don't want her. And then that was my first encounter of how my childhood wounds may show up in my parenting. I remember on the way to the house, I was dreaming about how I was going to greet this beautiful child, what I was going to do right after, how I was going to show him his bedroom, the snacks that I was going to eat with him, the games that we were going to play that day. And all of that was clouded by my constant thought of he he doesn't like me i he doesn't want to be here which now i understand obviously because you get to foster care to a foster care home for the first time and you you're so scared but at the time i didn't see that all i saw was i feel rejected and he doesn't like me he he doesn't want me as a mom on top of that, I was dealing with a seven-year infertility journey that I was already having a lot of feelings of, Marcela, you're, you're not becoming a mom, you're not getting pregnant, that must mean that you, you will not be a good mom. So that message, that thing that that child said to me reinforced all the things that I was already thinking for seven years, trying to get pregnant. And now, after being a certified parenting coach and a, and a CEO and founder of a parenting coaching agency and working with so, so many parents and clients and having the certifications and experience that I have, that those thoughts of he doesn't like me, uh, he doesn't want me to be there, his mom, uh, I, I feel inadequate, I feel like I, I shouldn't be even trying to do foster care, all those thoughts and feelings didn't come from that moment that that child said, I don't want her. Those feelings and those thoughts were created a long time ago. They were created when the childhood wound of rejection was seated in me. So let's talk about these five core wounds because if we're not aware of them, we are going to unintentionally 
parent our children from those core wounds. So let's talk about the one that I grew up with, which is the core wound of rejection. So the core wound of rejection is when you grew up being overlooked. For some reason or the other, it could have been a very legitimate reason for in my parents' case, it was a very legitimate reason. It doesn't matter the reason, the reason behind why you were overlooked. If you were overlooked growing up, you may have the core wound of rejection as I had it and I'm still healing from it. So what happened for me to have that core wound of rejection? What happened in my childhood? Well, my parents have two children, my brother and I. My brother has Down syndrome. And growing up, he had a lot of needs. He had a lot of medical needs, emotional needs, physical needs. He had a lot of needs. So what happened? I was the child that I was able to get dressed on my own. I was able to do my own homework. I was able to make some food for my own. Not everything, but I was able to do a lot of things for myself. And my parents relied on my abilities for, for me to basically raise myself because they were very busy taking care of my brother's needs. Now, I don't judge them. They had their own needs and their own struggles. And it was really, really hard at that time in the 90s in Colombia to raise a child with special needs. There were not many resources and services or community to help them. So how I said, it was a legitimate reason, but what happened? That created the core wound from me feeling overlooked, me feeling like, why they do this for my brother and why they don't do this for me? Why do I see the other kids on the block? I see their parents combing their hair, making beautiful braids with their, you know, on their head. And I have to learn how to comb my own hair I'm being picked on in school because I didn't know how to how to style my hair. And then I, I was called, you know, different names because my hair always looked all over the place. And that was just one area where I felt overlooked compared to other kids my age. And that created that core wound of if I'm overlooked, then I'm rejected. And that's what I was projecting in my own parenting with my son in foster care. So that message of I don't want her was a message that I've been hearing in the deep of my soul, it, it, not necessarily because my parents told me that. They accepted me as a daughter. They loved me so much, but their behavior of you're able to take care of yourself. You're able to do a lot of things or you're on your own. And I'm very focused on your brother. That created that sense of he's accepted and I'm rejected. He's not overlooked by my parents and I'm somehow overlooked. So that's the, the core wound of rejection. Did you feel overlooked growing up? Maybe your parents pay more attention to a sibling. Maybe your parents paid more attention to their own careers. Maybe their parents, they paid more attention to their own selves. Then you probably have that core wound of, of rejection. 
So how does that show up in your parenting? One way that is, it, it hurts me the most or, or it, it's more painful for me when to my children or my kids in foster care, my twins tell me things that are hurtful things, it hits a very sensitive string in my heart. For example, my husband, he doesn't have the core wound of rejection. So when our twins say hurtful things to him, he receives it in a, in a very different way. So what are the points to solution for this core wound? The points to solution of this core wound is number one, to be aware of it. To be aware that when you may feel hurt by your child's words, when you may feel hurt by your child's overlooked behaviors, maybe if you might feel a little left out, maybe if, you, if they prefer the other parent, maybe if they prefer uh, to hang out with their friends than you. If you feel overlooked by your children and that hurts you, the point towards healing that is number one, to be aware of it. And number two, to practice radical acceptance towards yourself and towards your children. Because the default behavior that parents who have the core wound of rejection have is that if they feel rejected by their children, then they reject back. They reject back maybe by, let's just say, their children say a hurtful thing to them. And then the next thing that the parent might be doing unintentionally is stonewalling the child or giving them the silent treatment or withholding affection and connection. And I'm not, I don't, I don't want to hug you like you were very mean to me earlier. That's responding from that core wound of rejection with rejection. So radical to practice radical acceptance. And this is one thing that we worked with our coaching clients in HIC Parenting Education in the first 10 weeks of our coaching program towards unveiling if they have this core wound or any of their core wounds. But if they do have the core wound of rejection, we see number one, what are the default behaviors that they engage in their parenting? that may be transferring this core wound to their children unintentionally. And number two, to rewire the way they connect or they relate to their children when they feel rejected by their children so this core wound is not passed down to their children. So that's the point to solution. Now let's keep going to the second core wound from childhood. Let's talk about the core wound of abandonment. So the core wound of abandonment, by the way, I don't have it. My husband does have it. So he was raised by a single mom and she gave him unconditional acceptance, time, love. But what happens? He grew up without his father. His father had a different family. And then now as an adult, he carries that abandonment from his father unintentionally to his parenting. Now he's very, very aware of it. He's been under parenting coaching. So he's doing better uh, after all the, the things that he's been working on. But what happens? Somebody who, who experienced 
a level of abandonment. And it might be physical abandonment in the case of my husband, or it could be emotional abandonment. Emotional abandonment is when you live with your parents, when they took care of you in the physical needs, but the emotional needs were dismissed, you were left to the back burner, you were kind of ignored. <laughs> they, they made sure that you're, you were fed, that you were going to school, but they, they didn't really care about you. <laughs> so you kind of feel emotionally abandoned to figure out many things in life. And it's, it's similar to the core wound of rejection. And here is not that you feel overlooked. It's more that you feel completely on your own. So, for example, we have some clients that had working parents growing up. And maybe they came from school and they had to watch their siblings while their parents came home. And their parents came, uh, used to come home just to make dinner and get everything ready for the next day, and that's it. So it creates the core wound of abandonment. So how does the core wound of abandonment show up in your parenting? So for example, I see it in my, in my husband as well. If you have a constant rushed energy to keep your children entertained, if you feel that you cannot have a moment for yourself because you see your children over there on the corner playing on their own and you somehow feel guilty of, I should be spending time with them. I should be doing something for them. I should be teaching them something. And you're all the time engaging, 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 or maybe doing things for them uh, all the time. And I'm not saying that doing things for our children is a bad thing. What I'm trying to say is that you already have this constant rush and energy to be the parent that you didn't have growing up because you felt on your own. So that's the way that you're manifesting that core wound. So what happens? Children feel annoyed by you or they might start creating a codependent relationship with you in a way that they don't feel that they can do anything without you. That's the core wound of abandonment. Do you feel that way? Do you feel that I have to keep my children entertained and engaged? And if you are painting your nails, you kind of feel guilty for taking time for yourself. You might have this core wound. And that creates codependency in children. So what happens? How can we have a path towards healing this core wound so we don't intentionally pass it on to our kids. So one very simple thing that I can give you is to practice authentic presence. What is authentic presence? So if you feel that like engaging with your kids, engage with them. If you feel like taking a break, take a break. If you feel like it's time to do your toenails, do your toenails. You don't have to keep your children entertained and you don't have to do every single thing for them. If they're five years old, they know how to get dressed. If they can climb the counter 
and get the 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 sugar you know the the treats that you may have or something else that you may have on the counter if they can do all that they could brush their teeth on their own they could dress themselves another way to heal this is to allow your children to grow giving them space giving them time like a place and a time to make mistakes, to figure out things. If you have, if you feel the urgency to tie their shoes because they've been struggling for so long trying to tie their shoes, if they're not asking for help, then don't help them. You're not abandoning them. You're not letting them be on their own. You're not, you're not letting them be alone figuring life out the way that you were left alone. Let's continue with core wound, core childhood wound number three. And this is a big one for a lot of us. I think I, I have a little bit of it, not from my parents directly, but from other adults in my life, like teachers. So if you were shamed for things that you did, if you were criticized, if you were ridiculed, if your parents use sarcasm to maybe respond to your behaviors, then you might have the core wound of humiliation. So sarcasm is a, is a skill that children under 12 don't understand. So they may feel patronized. If <laughs> you don't understand the sarcasm, it cannot be received the same way, funny way that you might want to deliver it. It feels confusing and it feels patronizing. And they might not have the insight to say, hey, I feel patronized, but they, they just feel patronized. They feel humiliated. They feel ashamed. So that's the core wound of humiliation. Maybe you were criticized. Maybe you were ridiculed. Maybe you came out with a tutu to show to your parents and then your parents ridiculed you for the way that you, you were dressed, for the words that you were saying. Maybe do, you made mistakes and then instead of responding with a certain compassion, they responded with, with shame, with shirts that you know better than this. That's a very shameful statement that a lot of us received. So how does this core wound show up in your parenting? So this core wound shows up in your parenting, especially when you have an audience. So if you are the parent who you are the rock star, gentle parenting parent, when you are in private, but the moment that you are in public or when you are with your family members, or when you are in front of another adult, you feel like gentle parenting is almost impossible. Why? Because this core wound of humiliation creates the fear of judgment. And because you create the fear of judgment, then the typical behaviors, the typical parental behaviors that stem from this is trying to push children to displace behaviors that make you look good in front of others as a parent. So maybe that's the parent who 
pushes their child to say sorry to another child because they fear judgment from the other child's parent. Or maybe that's the parent who says on the restaurant, you are embarrassing me, when in reality is I have the core wound of humiliation and I fear being judged because when I was judged growing up, I was met with shame, blame, ridicule, criticism. How does this, this core wound of humiliation show up in private? So in private, it may show up you holding really high standards for yourself as a parent. So you have like, a, like these very high invisible standards of maybe like, I cannot get angry. If I get angry, then I'm not a gentle parent or I have to be a gentle parent. And you have like a standard of what being a gentle parent may look like. And if you are not meeting those standards, then you feel you ridicule yourself. You criticize yourself. You beat yourself up. You shame yourself. That is not a sign that you are a bad parent. That is a sign that you have an unhealed core wound of humiliation. Another way that it may show up in private is that if you may have unrealistic expectations about your child's behaviors. So it could be that we don't know what developmentally appropriate behaviors are, but maybe you already have that knowledge. And yet you're still finding like, oh, is my child, is he a spoiled brat because he cries over every single thing? And then you are like kind of doubting yourself if you should be a little harder on your kid, if you should be just like, screw gentle parenting, I'm, I'm going to tighten it up and then be a little more strict. Those doubts in your head that goes against the parenting that you decided to provide for your children, they don't come from true conviction. They come from the core wound of humiliation, of you having the fear of maybe raising children that in the future, maybe that might not be the healthy, loving adults that you want to raise, and that will reflect on your parenting. So that's not on your children, that's on you having that core wound of humiliation. And if that is you, I want you to receive this with a lot of empathy, a lot of empathy towards yourself. Because this core wound of humiliation creates a lot of anxiety. And then it's not that you want to have these unrealistic expectations for your children. It's not that you want them to push them to do things so you, you are good in front of others. It is this core wound of humiliation creating deep fear of judgment. So receive this with a lot of empathy towards yourself. What is the solution? In our coaching program with our clients, the last four weeks, we walk them through what their children's needs are beneath their behaviors. And that helps parents who have these core wounds so, so much because they're able to see their children's behaviors are not a reflection on them, but they are a reflection on a specific particular need that they may have. 
And then with the help of their coach in their coaching session, they unveil according to the behaviors, what those needs are. So the point to solution here is for you to put your need detector glasses on. And instead of looking at your children's behavior and projecting those behaviors as this means because he's tantruming, because she's lying, because they're doing all these things, because they're hitting, then I'm a bad parent. In, instead of projecting and interpreting your children's behaviors as a reflection of who you are as a parent, I encourage you to start seeing those behaviors as the pure communication of a need and to try to unveil what those needs are. Nine times out of 10, the needs that our children have are the same needs that we had growing up. So if you have the core wound of humiliation, I have a question for you. If you are watching from YouTube, respond in the comments. What do you need from your parents growing up? What do you need? Was it more reassurance? More it's okay to make mistakes? Was it more you are worth it? You are seen? What was it? We can all make mistakes. You can get back up. What was the message that you wanted to hear or you needed to hear growing up? So those are the messages that your children need and want to hear right now. When they make mistakes, when they don't reach the standards of the expectations that you may have for them, when they behave in ways that you may seem as this is something that people are going to judge me about if they know my child is doing this. What is your child needing at that moment? We have two more core ones. I told you that this was going to be a juicy, juicy podcast episode. Let's continue. And this one is the core wound of betrayal. So with the core wound of betrayal, I didn't leave that one. My parents always meant what they were promised. They follow through. So it shows up as your parents many times didn't do what they said they were going to do. They broke their promises or they overpromised things or just the basic expectations that a parent may have. They just didn't follow through. They promised you that they were going to take you eat ice cream and then they got so busy with work and they say, sorry, I promise tomorrow and I promised and the next day they promise tomorrow and then the next day they promise tomorrow. So that's the core wound of betrayal. So that core wound is created not just with big instances of betrayal, not just when your parent didn't, like, for example, my children in foster care, I want you to come back to live with us. And then it never happened. It could, it could be that big or it could be created by small yet consistent, not following through situations. Consistently, your parents 
kept not keeping their promises. So how does this core wound of betrayal shows up in our parenting? So people who have this core wound in general, they're people who do not trust, not even their own shadow. <laughs> they are jealous people. They are very jealous in general, not all the time, but this is in general terms. So, and then that, because you don't trust, you don't even trust yourself, it's hard to trust your children. So how would that show up? It shows up that you tell your child to do something and then you, you keep checking on it if they did it. If you tell your child to clean their room, let's just say you tell your 13-year-old, clean your room, and you, you check after five minutes, after 10 minutes, you check, 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 and you hardly ever you trust their word. When they say, mom, I'm going to clean my room after I'm done with this video game, you find it really, really hard to trust their word. Even if they've shown you other times that they actually do it, or when it takes a little longer than what they, was, they said to you, for example, if they say, mom, I'm going to do it in five minutes. And if it's 10 minutes and they have not done it, what you ask them to do, then that triggers you deeply because you feel betrayed, because you feel that they, you, they were, they're playing games with you, that you're playing games with me was something that you felt growing up. It, was, it didn't start with your children. Growing up, you felt that your parents were playing games with you that you were pushed around and lied to and they didn't keep their word. And then that feeling of people are stepping over me is like they're, they think I'm very naive. They are taking advantage of me. That Those thoughts, that narrative, is, it doesn't come from your children. It comes from the core wound of betrayal. So what happens? When your children don't follow through, let's just say they say, hey, mom, yes, I'm going to do my homework in five minutes. Hey, dad, I'm going to do my homework in five minutes. And it's 10 minutes, 15 minutes, and they're still in their video games. You get enraged. You get so, so mad. And it's not even driven by that particular moment or behavior. It's the compound cycle and wound of betrayal that you carried from childhood that is impairing you from showing up in a connected way to your children. How do I heal that wound, Marcela? I need help, I need help. The first thing is to start trusting in your own training, meaning if you are trusting that you taught your children better, that will help you trust your children that they're actually going to do better when you're not around. If you have that deep fear of what they're going to do without me, then to understand that it's not your children, is the core wound of betrayal, and you need to start trusting yourself. And sometimes this requires parenting coaching, and many times parenting coaching paired up with therapy. 
just reading about it or what, listening to this podcast might not be enough to heal this core wound. That's the start. What can you do today to trust yourself that your child is going to follow through? What sign of trust can you give your child today? So maybe if they say they're going to do something in five minutes and it's 10 minutes and they have not done it, to trust that they're they're going to do it and wait. Now, if it's been an hour, an hour and a half, two hours, okay. But to to wait for a little longer than the time that you would be already going back to them to check in if they did it. That's how you start building trust. And you know what? Your children feel it. They feel when you don't trust them. They feel it. And that that sense of not trust, of lack of trust, that lack of trust sense will take them to do behaviors that are going to seem to you as they're playing with me. My mom doesn't trust I'm going, I'm, that I'm not cleaning my room, that I'm actually cleaning my room. Okay, I'm not going to clean my room because she doesn't trust me anyway. So I'm not going to clean my room. Do you see? how the cycle continues we unintentionally put our children in that cycle okay let's talk about the last core wound of childhood and this is the core wound of injustice so the core wound of injustice comes up or is created when you were treated unfairly so maybe your parents play favorites among you and your siblings. Maybe in a way that you always got the short end of the stick. Maybe they believed your siblings more than they believed you. That creates the core wound of injustice. Or maybe there is imbalance. Maybe because you're the older one, you had the more responsibilities. You had you were the one who had to be regulated for, for the other siblings. You got away with less because you were the older one. That creates the core wound of injustice. Or maybe there, are, there is gender-related injustice. I'm a Latina. And in Latino families, in traditional Latino families, this is common. That somehow us, the, the ladies, the girls, get the short end of the stick. Like the, the, the boys, at least in my culture, can get away with more things than girls. And this creates the core wound of injustice, of you feeling, why, why is not, they don't treat me fairly. Why? So how does this core wound of injustice show up in your parenting? And these are unconscious processes. I'm not saying that you're consciously doing this. So you are in your house all the time striving for everything being equal and just for everybody. So in this attempt for everything to be equal and just for everybody, you end up choosing sides. You end up maybe putting yourself to, def- to defend 
the the weaker sibling or the sibling that you relate the most with when you were growing up or the one or the younger one because the older you know to make things equal if the six-year-old is playing is fighting with the four-year-old then you might go the to defend the four-year-old because you the six-year-old is more powerful and you kind of like in an unconscious way try to equal the power of the four-year-old to the six-year-old not that you are driving them to fight more but it's more like you are defending them okay and you take that side and unconsciously we put that cycle of injustice onto the other child for them of feeling like she always chooses the four-year-old. My parent is always defending my other sibling. And the child that we may seem as the more powerful, as the, the one who has the most words, the most vocal one, then that's the one that we create an unjust relationship with them. And that desperate attempt to bring justice into our home. So that's the wound of injustice. And that's how it's showing up in your parenting. So you might become really rigid when it comes to enforcing justice and fairness in your house. And then you may become really lax, really like almost permissive when it comes to making sure that everybody has a voice, which is a good thing. You want everybody to have a voice. But it is more like um, in an unhealthy way, more like everybody's talking, nobody's listening to, to nobody. Um, there, is no, there is not a structure or a way of, of how the family really works because you're, you're attempting to make things even or equal or just for all. And, and that's how this core wound is showing up. So how do we move towards healing this core wound? So reflect. If you have more than one child, are you always taking the side of one of them? Are you always choosing a side? Yeah, and you may have a really great reason. Yeah, the five-year-old is always hitting the one-year-old yet you're still choosing sides. So reflect on that first. Are you choosing sides? Are you playing in a way favorites, even if it is well justified? And then what I invite you to do towards not passing down this unconscious pattern into your kids is to make sure to see everybody's side. Yes, you saw your five-year-old hitting the one-year-old. And even though the aggressor is the five-year-old, he did it because he has a need. And I'm not justifying his behavior, but behaviors communicate needs. So it's not just about acknowledging the one-year-old. It's about acknowledging the five-year-old as well. So we can all solve conflict together from a place of all our needs are met and all our needs are heard and all of us in our family are seen. 
So that's how we create that just environment. That's how we create that, that place for our children to feel that there are no an unequal scale of like I, I like you like more my you like my my sibling more than me. So those are the five core wounds. If you're like Marcela, this was a very juicy topic, and I still I I I, I need to hear this again. I need to see it. Well, we have our show notes. You can go to hicparenting.com and our show notes are there. You're going to see the five core wounds, how it shows up in your parenting, the point to solution. So you start healing your parenting. Tell me in the comments. Out of the five core wounds, what is the most, the, the one that you see in yourself? Did you see one of those core wounds? Did you feel identified with one of those core wounds? Let me know. Remember to follow at High Impact Club at The Considered Mama. We are the co-host of the Parenting with Understanding podcast. And it only takes understanding to break your cycle, transform your parenting. If you need parenting coaching to break these cycles, to heal reactivity, apply that hicparenting.com or open the description of this episode. You can apply to our program and I'll see you next time. When I first started this um, parenting program, I felt like I knew the parent that I wanted to be, but I didn't know how to get there. I didn't have the tools and the knowledge. Um, I wanted to parent with understanding, be able to be gentle with my kids and hear them, understand them, know where they're coming from. And then in going through this program, it gave me all the tools that I needed. There was such a shift. Um, you know, my kids, it was always the fights and the power struggles and the yelling. With the information that I was getting and I was utilizing it in myself and my parenting, the power struggles were going away. The yelling was going away. Um, the family dynamic was just a lot easier.